brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Tim's latest single called Deceived by Project Parish. Download the Deceived on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many other digital music stores. Happy Halloween. Tonight is Halloween Special 2022 Edition. I'm not scared. Are you scared? No, I'm just shaking cuz I'm cold inside your phone. It's Scary Story Night. Boo? This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. Hello everybody, welcome to Let's Get Jacked Up. This is the Ghost Story segment. So my name is Braylon and I am 12 years old. I am Tim's daughter and I have a ghost story. So personally, I'm not sure if this was a ghost or just a spooky figure, but when I was about six years old, I could have been five, but I believe I was six, I was sleeping at my grandparents' house, and I was sleeping on the downstairs couch. So from my point of view, I could see right straight up the staircase. They have this attic, and there's an indent in the ceiling, and I've always wondered what was up there. But when I was sleeping on the couch, I had like was half asleep still, so I was really confused. But I, when I had woken up slightly. I was like kind of dozed off still, but I saw a white figure with red eyes. It seemed to me that it was kind of like a ghost, but it was a really, really tall figure. And it spooks me out still a little bit to even talk about it because it was kind of, it was like quite scary for a six year old to witness. And I was really nervous and so I was trying to get a second glance at it and I like closed my eyes and rubbed them and it was gone so like I said before they had this indent in the ceiling they still do have it it 
Cats always freaks me out when I walk in the hallway, and I cannot walk in that hallway when it's dark or by myself if it's dark because I have memories still of that, and it freaks me out quite a bit. I hope you enjoyed my ghost story. Enjoy the rest of Let's Get Jacked Up. Have a great night, everyone. Listen as Jack and Tim discuss the dark side. <laughs> Coming to you live somewhere deep in Fresno, California, it's Let's Get Jacked Up! Sinners Saved by Grace. Here are your hosts, Tim, Bobby, Jack, and Karen. Well, 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 too, too. Let's get Jack. Get jacked up. <laughs> this is Tim, uh, one of your co-hosts tonight. Bobby and Karen. Ooh, they're not here. They got scared away to Anaheim. That's frightful. I believe it was Anaheim. I can't keep track of their vacations. They have so many. Hello, Jack. Jack is with me tonight on our Halloween special. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have a guest. I don't know if you know, but I have friends outside of this radio. <laughs> you do. I have my buddy Corey with me. Mr. Corey, you work with me, and I've known you for years. Jack has known you since he's worked with you. We work together, and we are now on the show together. How you doing, buddy? Hello. Good evening, guys. Good to see you. Yes. You guys were out of town again. Again you were out of town. Yeah, it's it was an exciting time. I mean, uh, it was draining. We're getting up at 2 in the morning, driving, you know, three, uh, was like two hours away, and then, uh, and then starting work at 6 a.m., working 10 hours, and driving all the way back and getting home at seven o'clock at night six, after getting gas in the truck took me till seven last yeah. night to get home and then we woke up and did it all over again and Corey's young he can handle this stuff i'm old i'm i'm it's beyond me um Corey's young yes he is well he's older than me when you're six when you're 62 <laughs> what'd you say you were 44 46 to be 46 is a is a child Think about it. I was 16 before he was even born. <laughs> it, it's really crazy when you're my age and uh, and you look around and you've been married 38 years and everyone that you know hasn't been alive that long. Mm, no, that have been most of the people I know. I've been married longer than they've been alive. 
That's how I feel with the the apprentices and they're coming up now. It's like, who? Yeah. 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 I forget all their names, you know? (laughs) But anyway, on this Halloween night, I, I invited Corey here today because... On the way down this morning, Corey, you know, we're both born-again Christians, and Corey had a few questions. He doesn't understand what all that is, I don't think, but he had a few questions, and he calls himself a heathen. I don't know why. Uh, you know, the heart of a man is continually evil, according to the Word of God, and but we don't even know what evil is, so how do you know you're evil, you know? But uh, Corey had all these questions, and he had asked me some some stuff that caused me, you know, had made me ch- to challenge me and my beliefs on certain things. So I invited him to come on and and reiterate some of the stuff he he said, and maybe uh, uh, expound on some of that. Yeah. And how we, did, how do we start out? How did we start out this morning? Well, we started. Uh, you started out. We started talking about being dead. I think. Right. And you asked me my and oh I remember, we were driving down the highway to up the highway Tim, uh-huh. and we passed by a palm, palm reader place that's yes. all lit up, right? And we yeah we see one off of was it Shaw or Shields I can't remember but yeah, yeah we, there's we another one up further up yeah. the highway. But what's crazy is that it's you know as early in the morning it is as it is, that's the place that's lit up the most, right? You know. And then they always have like uh, nice cars, you know. <laughs> like, well, yes. if if you could read, no, if you knew the future, you could know where to invest in. Uh, these, most of these people are probably billionaires, you know. I mean, having that kind of knowledge and stuff, you know. I mean, hey, if I know that at seven o'clock in the morning my plane's going to be late, well, then I can sleep in. I can just show up when come in back, come down, and check in when the plane's actually going to leave. You know. Well, I'm not sure if the one, local one is that rich, but you know, maybe some are. You know. You know. Well, you know, there's there's rich and there's rich, you right. know. I mean, if you're charging somebody $25 for a palm reading and they're convinced that you're telling them the truth, that these things are actually happening, well, they're just going to keep coming back and coming back and coming back, yeah. you know. But he so, asked me what I thought on it, right? Correct. So palm readers, I mean, first of all, have you ever been to one? No, no, I have not. No, no. I, I was one time at a bar and this lady or this girl, bartender, she was like, read my palm but what they, she did was she read it like these two lines you know what that means mm-hmm. well she got that from a book yeah well <laughs> they have a train they have training for these people you know yeah. and, but the but you know um uh so she painted your palm red no <laughs> wow no <laughs> she said you're gonna have two loves or these lines mean you're gonna have two loves in your life and I'm like, I had many more than that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, well, he thinks. No, um, it, you know, he does dream a lot. No, yeah. it, it, I when I was in the when I was young, and I was a villain eons ago, eons ago, yeah. before Christ intervened in my life. You know, people people joke about accepting Christ, or they say, "When did you accept Christ?" Well, I didn't go looking for Christ. He he came looking for me. And he found me in a jail cell and, and facing life in prison in Rayford State Pen- going to on my way to Rayford State Penitentiary. And he said, look, I got an alternative for you. I said, okay, what's the alternative? And he told me. And I, I accepted. And it was a very emotional state because I hated Christians. Mm. 
I didn't like uh, religious people. I thought they had a boring life. I thought they used Jesus as a way to explain, to justify their sin. As a crutch? As a crutch, uh-huh. yeah. They could go sin all they wanted. Because, guys, you know, I'm at a nightclub or bar. I'm dealing drugs. I'm pimping women, all kinds of crazy stuff that people couldn't imagine. And guess who I'm seeing at these places? I'm seeing people that say they're Christians, okay? They go to church on Sunday. They talk a good game. And in the middle of the week, guess where they're at? They're out doing the do. Okay. You, you know, I mean, I'm not going to mention any names, Jimmy Swagger. I mean, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but he's been busted nationally like four times over his ministry career. And he's one of the best ministers, on the speakers in, in uh, from the pulpit that, that there was. I remember... The Catholic priest friend of mine in Tulare. Yeah. I was a bell. I was a bounty jumper. Like you know, not 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 like what's his name, the dog or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I think of the, the right. Bounty I, I I was I, I was a skip chaser and I collected bad checks and stuff. And you know, guys, I got to be honest with you. When a dude fly, clerk cruises up on a Harley and he looks like he's a killer type. Uh, you tend to give him your money. <laughs> and so it wasn't all hard work, okay? But, uh, you know, and uh, and uh, so anyway, the... What if they truly don't have the money? They got blood. Um, anyway, so this is Halloween series, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so no, the, this this Catholic priest who was a friend of mine asked me to protect this young lady. And so I, I did. I did the job. I was a body. That was my first situation as a bodyguard. And um, but what was really crazy is every time I'd go to his house, we'd sit and drink wine, whiskey, and everything else. He had a full wet bar in his in his in his house. I mean, this guy drank more night more than I did, and I was a biker. Okay, <laughs> and I used to love it because he'd get drunk and he'd be a lot giggling and everything else over there, you know. Yeah. And and he'd turn on Jimmy Swagger. Oh yeah. And he said, "Man, I, he'd been a great priest if he just took communion or something, you know. If he if he just." It became a priest. He'd have been a really good one. He really liked Jimmy Swagger's preaching, you yeah. know. And uh, but and here's a guy that had the admiration of millions of people all over the world, but yet four times was busted with prostitutes. You know that's no, that's okay. Uh, I, uh, you, you, Bill, you didn't have you didn't you, you know his feelings. You know I do. You know sometimes you're just in a mess. And you just kind of sit there and just let it happen to you. <laughs> oh my gosh! Anyway, let's get back to Halloween. And, so, so you you're, you're so we're we're cruising down the highway and we see this thing, yeah. this big old. He says, "What do you think about that?" And I said, "Well, you know, um, I think I start out Corey something like." Well, you know, they have power. Yeah. They truly have power. I know. I was on the dark side. I knew who evil was. I knew who God was. Okay. But as far as I'm concerned, anybody accepted him was a scapegoat. Okay. When I was evil. But guys, not veering off again, but just enlightening you to what I'm saying is when you go to, when you're incarcerated, there's a few people you don't mess with. One is the baddest dude you're incarcerated with because he might kill you or she might kill you if you're in a woman's prison. The second person you don't mess with is somebody who is totally loony off the rocker. 
you can tell by looking at them, they're talking to the wall, and the wall's cousin, and they punch the wall or something. You know, they, right, they, right. They, 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 they just are not all together there. They're talking to ghosts that don't exist. Right. And it's Halloween, so we're, we're talking about those spirits that these people see that they don't ex- we can't see, right? Right. So maybe if you're a little loony, you can see through that veil where the angels and demons are warring over us all the time. You can actually see us, see them like they see us. I don't know. Maybe loony does that, okay? But um, so you don't mess with somebody crazy that's truly crazy because you never know when they're going to crack and they might kill you in your sleep or right. shank you when you don't expect it. There's no there's no warning. Right. OK. And in in and the the other one is a snake. That's a, that's somebody who does who always operates behind the shadows behind your back or where you can't ever see it happening and they come at you from a way that you never expect those are called snakes okay the fourth one or fifth one is someone who's truly truly and they're going to test you a christian a servant of god almighty now, they're, everybody, a lot of people claim they're faithful. A lot of people claim they're Christians. And they're being punked out in, pres, in prisons. They're being, they're, but they're going to put situations, Satan's going to have them put something at you or hundreds of things at you to see if you're going to rely on God or you're going to rely, or you're going to be afraid or you're going to be filled with, with terror or you're going to give in, okay? And when you are proved, that when they are convinced that you are a man of God, they won't mess with you because they know who is all-powerful mm. and they know who Satan is because they operate for him. The Bible says that you serve one of two fathers. You serve God Almighty, and the Bible says, or you serve your father, the father of lies, Satan. That's right. Okay, and so that's the two sources of power that I explained things come from. And these palm readers, they have power, just like when yeah. I just like when I was a bad guy. Um, there are people that are evil that you might not even know evil, like uh, rock stars and singers and everything, and they make the deal. Uh, one of the movies that's out there is the uh, Nicolas Cage, and he plays the 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 guy that rides a motorcycle and jumps stuff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So he's got like a fiery ghost, right? Yeah, like ghost, fi- rider. ghost rider, ghost rider. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you. he makes a deal with the devil, and he doesn't even realize yeah. what he's doing and when he's doing it. Guys, that's the way it works. He doesn't want you to know that you're doing a deal for him. He doesn't right. want you to know you're serving him. He just wants you to do it. He just okay. wants you to do your thing. He wants you to do your thing. Yeah. And if your thing is abusing somebody, he's going to give you power to continue doing that. Well, these people read palms. Now, we know this is real. We know that they have power. And the Bible says they do. It says in the last days that the Antichrist will release his prophets upon the world. And they'll be given the power. Given the power to... And allowed by God, okay, they'll be given the power to deceive many mm-hmm. through their signs and wonders, wonders. Yeah. okay, through the magic of their hands. Um, 
And so these people have power. When Moses was confronting Pharaoh, two two priests of the Pharaoh's priest came forward and dropped their stabs on the ground. They became asps, serpents. Right. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Many people know this story. Moses told Aaron, lay my staff down on the ground. Aaron dropped his staff. His staff became a king cobra in the movie. I don't know what it was in real <laughs> life. I wasn't there. Right. But it, the Bible says it swallowed up the serpents from the other uh, other priests. But in this scenario, you see there's two different powers. There's the power of God in activity. You're operating through God or you're operating through evil. And the two priests were operating through the evil. And they had powers. Mm. Now, I also told Corey that back in the day, Elijah... You know, everybody talks about Moses parting the Red Sea. Right. But Elijah parted a, river, a, a lake too. Okay. Um, Elijah did all kinds of miracles. He did all kinds of signs and wonders. But he did them in the name of God. He did them for God. We know of Daniel. Daniel was a seer. When the king, when the king had a bad dream, he didn't know what it meant. He, he asked all of his people, who can read this dream? And none of his priests could read it. They were operating on the evil side. And they didn't have the powers to see into the king's dream. Yeah, right. Do you remember that story? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and somebody said, well, you need to call Daniel. Well, who's this Daniel guy? Oh, he serves Yahweh or, yeah. and, and, and he's a seer. He, he reads people's dreams. He sees the future, things like that. So it, they considered him an oracle. Just like in the Matrix. You know about the Matrix that has an oracle in the, in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And they considered him an oracle or a seer. And so what he would do is he read the dreams. He talked to them about them, told them everything that was in the dream and what it meant. But he didn't empower. He had powers to see. Well, these... these uh, these people that read palms have powers. They are seers. Yeah. But who, who do they gain their power from? Right. Okay. I'm not going to be the judge. I'm not going to say it's all evil. Okay. But we also see in the word of God, unlike any other book, this book is filled with seer activity. It's filled with what's called prophecy. Yes. And my favorite part of the Bible is prophecy. Right. And <laughs> and and the, and Jesus Christ himself when he the pharaohs he he healed on the Sabbath day and they said and they said look he he operates in Be- under Beelzebub or Satan, right? Yeah, yeah. With Satan's power. Yeah. And he said no. He said you you know the word but you've relinquished the power. The power of God. They no longer operate under the power of God. So they don't have the power. We also know in the Bible where the disciples accepted Jesus Christ. They accepted the Holy Spirit in their life. And they were they were doing miracles. And they, and they were in the street. People dancing and singing and stuff. And people thought they were crazy. Hmm. Kind of like visiting a Pentecostal church today. Oh, gee. 
Okay. I love it, man. Uh, you know, the guys, uh, um, I'm not going to be the guy that says that they don't have the, the power of God's not moving there. Hey, okay. Johnny Johnny McMahon got saved in one of those. There that you snake go. Snake biting. Uh, oh, I love it, man. Snake holding Pentecost. Wrestle them snakes and yeah. serpents. Yeah. Okay. It's not my cup of tea, but hey. Uh, you That's know. right. Okay. And even Christ says, even God, Christ himself said he left the comforter to us. And the comforter is the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit. And it dwells within us. And that's the difference between someone born again or alive and someone dead. Right? Yes. So without the Holy Spirit, you are not wholly alive. Still, you can say you consider you're still living. Well, you're breathing, you're, you're breathing. walking. Yeah. So are plants. But you're eternally damned at this at this point. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you're the same as Satan. Satan was on an eternal line. In other words, a never-ending timeline. But when he fell from grace, he automatically became limited in his timeline. And one day he would be destroyed. So his eternal life was gone. But and and here's the deal. They called his life spiritual life. We see in the Bible there are angels that came down to earth many times. And they always look like men or warriors. Okay? And they look like men. They walk like men. They had dinner with Lot. So they ate like men. So which is the real life? Hmm. The one that Satan had, Lucifer had before he fell from grace? Or the one after where he's dead already? He's dead to God. Dead means that you don't have the light of God or the life. Jesus Christ is life. Or another way to put it, you're a walking zombie. Oh, <laughs> I got you to say it. Because the next question was, was he asked, uh, what did he say? It? Go ahead. About the zombies, yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then he then we talked about zombies for a little while. The Walking Dead. The Walking, the walking dead. dead. Big show. Big show. Big show. Yep, okay. Big show. So 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 the Walking Dead. Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's back up a little bit because there was some. Uh, he ta- asked me about mediums. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. What was your question? How do you feel about mediums? Like you know. And and I told him I said I, and I told him I said well mediums your belief in mediums has to it ties right into your belief. In life and death, it believe your your to to believe that a medium can talk to the dead. Then you have to decide whether or not the dead are dead according to the Bible, and if they are, then the dead come in two categories: those that are forever living and forever changed in the blink of an eye with God. And if you're in heaven, you have no more worries. So you have no more concerns about the earth. You know, you, you've been totally changed. Right. Your family isn't even going to be, you'll know who they were, the Bible says, but they're not going to be, your wife's not going to be your wife. Your son's not going to be your son, but you'll know who they were. Okay. In, in the, uh, yes, on earth. Yeah. Right. You'll know who they were on earth, but that doesn't mean you're going to be up there worrying about them. Okay. Your business is finished. You're on to the net, the real life now. 
You're on the pure life. You were dead before, but when you accepted Jesus Christ and he gave you the gift of his Holy Spirit, now you actually had life brought back into you. Yeah. Okay? Before that, you were dead. Life and death have to do with spiritual reality. Until you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're dead. You might be breathing, you might be walking around, but the end result is you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to fire. And I'm not preaching fire and brimstone, trying to scare people. Even though it says Halloween. It'd be right for to do it. It'd be right for to do it. But, but where I'm going with this is that, that the transition is up to everybody. They can accept the gift or not accept the gift to go back to being living. Even Satan has the opportunity to go back to being living. He just chooses not to. There are a lot of people out there that are atheists or uh, they've been in church for a long time. I talked to one today on Facebook who's been in the church 75 years. And he's a good guy. Okay. But in, in the years that he was in the church for 50 years... He never saw anything that made him believe in God. There was, and he wanted hard evidence. Okay. Well, that's why you... Okay, hard evidence. Well, there is evidence. But you also have to have faith. Right. And and as I told him, I said, well, before... I told you this too, Tim, many times. Before I accepted Christ, I was... Evil. <laughs> I liked being evil. I enjoyed being evil. I wanted to be the most evil human being on the planet. My in, my goal was to be a, become a well named assassin. Mm-hmm. That's why I hate the movies that like uh, uh, that. What's that one? Canoe Ke- Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. What's that movie? He, the, there uh, is a, an assassin one he's on, huh? Right, and he's good. Okay, and I wanted to. That's who I wanted to be. And they made a movie about the guy that I wanted to be. Okay. Oh yeah, John John uh, Wick. John Wick. Oh, yeah, that's John it. Did. Yeah, I wanted to be John Wick. Okay. I was working my way up through the through the underworld to get there. I mean, I had been stealing. I had been uh, pimping and pandering. I'd been robbing places. I'd been uh, jacking cars. I've been abusing women, abusing men, everything. Anything that I felt like doing, I did. I was a loan shark. I sold drugs. I did. I was a bad guy. I lived on a very fast pace. Evil. Mm-hmm. Okay. And very dead. But very evil dead. Okay. And I had the option. But it wasn't really an option for me. Because the world I lived in, I liked so much more than, than, than what I imagined Christianity, the world of Christians, to be. And I saw all these Christians being evil, saying they're Christians, but not living it. Right. And when, I accept, when Christ intervened in my life and I accepted Christ, I said, you know, I'm not, that was the first thing I said. I said, if I'm going to know you, I need so much I love women I love having sex mm-hmm. I liked having sex with two or three women in a day I didn't like any of them I never felt love 
and didn't even know what love was or the absence of love. And then one day I walked into Jack in the Box after praying to him for somebody that would be that person that would stick with me through thick and thin, that would be there for my whole life. And I also prayed for a pillar in, in, that would that would be strong and, and teach me the truth. Okay? And I walked into Jack in the Box the very next morning and it was like lightning. It went from my eyes to her eyes. And in that moment, I knew what love was. Before that, I, I didn't believe that people fell in love. I thought it was just a convenience thing. Right. My body chemistry liking your body chemistry. Let's get it on, baby. <laughs> and, I had, and, and, and I didn't have any moral ground, so I didn't need to be monogamous. Okay. <laughs> There was no dedication because I knew one day she'd cheat on me, every one of them, so I didn't stick with any of them for more than three months. Okay? I got you were out. I was out. I got what I wanted. I got all I could handle. And when they started getting to be a problem, that dumped them. Okay? <laughs> and for the first time, I felt unconditional love. I was in love at first sight. It was like lightning went from her eyes to my eyes. And I gave this testimony a long time ago on one of our other shows. And and I asked her, I said, can I get a cup of coffee and your phone number? <laughs> and she says, I don't have a phone, but I go on break in 15 minutes. I'd never felt anything like this in my life. And I had to grab it. I had to hold it. I had to get, I, I couldn't let it go. And I said, well, I'll be here in 15 minutes. I mean, I'm a drug dealer. I'm a gangster. I got nothing else what to do. What are you going to do? Yeah, what am I going to do? Everybody, well, I everybody, tonight, you know. every, everybody I know is just wait, not even woke up yet. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and so I'm, I, uh, she says, I, I take break in 15 minutes. And I said, excellent. So I, I waited for her. She came out. She gave me a cup of coffee. I think an apple pie even. <laughs> and, uh, and so we hung out that day. We hung out the next day. And the morning, the third morning, I asked her to marry me. What? Whoa. And we've been married 38 years. Wow. Five months after I asked her to marry me, or three months, I can't remember. She knows. It's been a long time for me. Yeah. I'm old brain. <laughs> we got married. Okay. But here's the crazy thing, guys. This is where you know that the power of God is there. I'd prayed for this woman. I'd never known love. And in an instant, I knew love. We've been together 38 years. We've experienced love many times. Not the physical stuff only, but real, intimate, emotional love. I had never felt that before. It was completely foreign to me. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe it existed. You couldn't convince me that love was any more than two people deciding to take on the world together. That they were forming a business relationship, kind of. Right. You do for me and I'll do for you. Yeah. Okay? You be my family, I'll be your family, and we'll back each other up and, and, and get through this life. Because this life is just full of pitfalls and, and ups and downs and together. I have a partner that I can rely on. But if right? you're dead like a zombie, the next life is even worse. Yes. And so 
Wait, when he asked me about this zombie thing, the issue of life and the issue of love came up. Because if they're if they're in talking to me, talking to the addressing the point of a medium, if they're if my loved one is in heaven and they're in pure perfect atmosphere and not worried about here and they're getting on with eternity and i'm not going to they're not going to see me as who i am when i'm there would i be talking to somebody to talk to my wife so the only aspects that's left is the people that aren't up there mm-hmm. and they want to get back at their life have some connection with it because they're suffering in hell they're in the place of gnashing of teeth and fire and brimstone and they and and and, and they might feel like they have unfinished business and the worry's still there in them so when you talk about a medium talking to somebody who's dead well they're not talking about christian dead people they're not talking about born alive people and born again means born twice so you're born to the flesh once and when you accept Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. You're not, born to the Spirit. You're born to the Spirit. Yeah. So you at that moment become a new creation because now you have the Holy Spirit inside you. And and the Holy Spirit starts making changes. You ain't got to change. If you could change from what you, the evil, vile creature that you are, you wouldn't need Jesus. Right. Okay. So now you have the Holy Spirit inside you. A friend of mine, Calvin Brown, asked me, he says, he said one time, he said, yeah, you know, I couldn't become a Christian. He says, because uh, I like my beer. And I don't want to give up my beer. Okay, so I like, drink beer. I like to have beer on <laughs> Sunday in church. And, I, and somebody filled his head from some church that in order to be a Christian, you got to give up drinking beer. And you can't become a Christian as long as you're drinking beer. Well, I told Corey today, I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're a lesbian. I don't care if you have sex with little boys. I don't care if you're a murderer. I don't care if you're a rapist. I don't care what your sin is. Christ says, come as you are. Because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us. Amen to that. Not you, not me, not anybody, any other Christian, not the church building, not the people in the church building. And there's, and I'm going here for another point that Corey asked another thing and so the when you are born again you god is literally put in the spirit of life within you the bible even goes so far to say that if if god comes in and cleans the house up to put the holy spirit in and it's not accepted or it's rejected at that point Seven times seven demons worse than the ones that were originally in you come back to haunt you and destroy your life. And where I'm going with this is that when you have life in you and the Holy Spirit starts convicting you, now those changes that you do, you know, the Bible says uh, if you if you tithe or you give this much, God will return tenfold. Right. Well, that has to do with God's love too, God's care. So if you do good, God returns that good to you tenfold. But as long as you're evil and continually evil, the Bible says, as we are without Christ, without the Holy Spirit, 
then we continue, everything we do is corrupted in some way or another. No matter what man builds, it's going to be corrupted because it's built by corrupted men and women. Mm -hmm. And so as the, you do corruption, everybody's heard of, of karma. Karma is in the old Testament. It's an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. In the new Testament it says do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So the difference between the old Testament and the new Testament, karma is in the old Testament. It's not called karma. It's just the faith. And it's, this faith is still shared on the planet. Islam has a do unto, do unto others before the, and when they do it to, or for revenge, right? Right. They call it justice. Okay. Many religions have this type of relationship. If you do evil, you deserve evil. Well, guess what? I was pure evil. I deserved evil. And God showed me love, not just through from him. He gave me a wife to love me. Now he's given me sons and children to love me. And he's given me grandchildren to show me love. He's re, he's that little bit of love that he gave me and my action of good under the Holy Spirit, he's rewarded it tenfold or a hundredfold. Now then, he asked me about mediums. Well, if you're medium, if you're gone, if you're if you're going to a medium, and they're powered by the dark side, now you've just asked to be deceived. You've asked demons to come into your life and lead you astray. You've asked, if your people are dead, who's going to be talking to you? Is Satan <laughs> going to allow them to come out of the pit of hell to converse with you? Or is a demon going to act like them? There it is. Knowing everything that they know about you, having watched you without you seeing them. By the way, Satan, you know, the Bible says that God keeps good records. Angels keep good records. I guarantee you Satan's keeping good records, too, and his demons are because they were trained by God. Well, and also, you know, the angels are around us. Right. And they see everything you do. Yes. And they see you and they, you know, some we have uh, protective angels and there's angels that uh, are not good angels. So. We have the both of them. We can't see them around us, right? right. But, but they're recording but they're everything. And they're keeping notes on everything. They so, know what your temptations are. So like the, so like the, the, uh, the medians and the fortune tellers and all that, what they are listening to, if they're good, right? Maybe there's the tarot cards or whatever. Maybe there's like ones that are just fake. But then there's the good ones, quote unquote. And what they have is unfamiliar spirits speaking to them. Mm-hmm. Because let's say, let's say somebody you know died, Corey, and then somebody is telling the fortune teller or median or whatever it is, well, this is what happened, and this is where she is or he is, and they are telling them this is unfamiliar spirits or familiar spirits, excuse me. Uh, so these demons know about your loved one. And that's where they're getting and they the information can use, from. And, and they can use and they can use that information to manipulate you. Yes. To and to bring havoc into your life because they aren't there to make your life good. By the way, guys, Satan has a. I don't know if you realize this, but there's a term called that's used in evil, especially in gangs and stuff called blood in, blood out. We talked well, about. We saw this. a movie like that. Yes. Well, you guys <laughs> did. Um, I lived it. Um, yes. And, 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 anyway, so um, 
there's all, with Satan. He's Old Testament style Satan, Lucifer, whatever you want to call him. He's Old Testament style. And he and and he believes that there's needs to be a price. So he might be nice to you for a little while. Don't he might make things go go good for you for a little while just to suck you in and give you enough rope to hang yourself. Okay? Just like you did in the garden, right? Right. Oh, you're not going to be deceived. Come on, take the fruit. Right. He told, he, But he didn't go to Adam and try to deceive Adam. No. He did He did what rumor rumors starting people do. He went to Eve and he said, surely God's not going to kill you for that, destroy you for that, right? Surely not. God's not going to do that. He just doesn't want you to have the knowledge he has. Right. Right. And, and, and using his little forked tongue. I like to joke like a lizard, a snake, <laughs> you know, it, it, it would get, and I, it, it, it always tickles me that, that, that here's a serpent. Now, Adam had just got done naming all the, the animals, right? <laughs> yes. And, and here's all the animals talk, you know, they're, they're conversing with them and Eve's talking to the snake like it ain't nothing. How many people are afraid of snakes now? Okay. Yeah. But but Corey asked something about witches yes. and warlocks. Go ahead, Corey. It was about, you know, like witches the old times were, you know, burn at the stake and all that. So I wanted Jack's opinion on it. Yeah, and so... Wait, 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 what do you want? You want to know if they should still be burned at the stake, or why? no? He, he uh, asked. Why him, have we said, let them live? He said, "How do you? How do you? What does the Bible say about witches and and stuff like that?" And I said, "Well, there is. It's very clear. It's not. It's not. We don't do it anymore because it's been outlawed. You know, the, Tim. In the last days, it says that the Satan will be given powers yeah. to deceive, and he'll send out his prophets and prophetess." on the planet and they will be given powers to deceive many right so i started out and i said the, the other thing that satan does is he does things progressively so you don't feel the heat as it comes on it's a little thing here and a little thing there and a little thing there and boom and it's just slowly changes and then all of a sudden you're in 2020 right 2022 yeah. right yeah. and this is what i explained to him you know the everybody talks uh, what all you ever hear about witches in the old times was all these these poor people that died or got killed because they were they were uh considered witches and they drowned them okay so i said yeah cory that that was a turning point because the bible said prior to that now let's i'm gonna go here with you because everybody thinks that the bible is a. uh the Bible should be outlawed because it doesn't mean it, it, it's it talks about marriage between one man and one woman mm -hmm. talks about uh, many things that they don't want you to do anymore in life. Well, this is how far back it started is what I'm saying. It started longer than this, but this is a good point of progressiveness. Okay. Back when the Bible was written. It said that if you come upon a witch or a warlock, you are you are to kill them immediately. It doesn't say him haw around. It doesn't say think twice about it. It doesn't say hey, you know, bring him before the magistrate. No. It does that in other areas, talking about a wife that cheats on her husband, things like that. It gives you all that direction. But when it comes to witches and warlocks and and that sort of thing, it says kill 
them immediately. So the Bible, in, in essence, orders me to murder. Right? Well, that's what it sounds like, right? I haven't given them a trial. So now protests start coming out, and somebody comes up with the bright idea that, you know what? Before we go just killing anybody that's thought of as a witch or a warlock, we need to give them a, a fair trial. And so they start trying them. Well, they didn't have any way of really proving that anybody was a witch or a warlock. So they came up with this, this idea that if they dunked them in water, if they drowned them, and this is really funny. And by the way, Nuclear Knucklehead said thinking about that would be guerrilla warfare. Right. Okay. <laughs> I like it, Knucklehead. Uh, anyway, so now you, you put them underwater and you drown them. If they live, here's the, here's, the, here's the crazy thing. If they live, well, they're, 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 now we can burn them because they're definitely witches or warlocks. If they don't live, oh, well, you know, stuff happens, you know. <laughs> and, and, and so here's the deal. If you were a greedy landowner, say you're the largest farmer in the land or the largest herder in the land, and you wanted somebody's property, well, all you, if you, you were rich and famous, all you had to do in the, na- in the area was point your finger at somebody and say, he's a witch or she's a witch. If I want Corey to give me his property, his land, and Corey's held out and held out and won't sell me his property, and I want to get his property, well, there's a lot of ways getting his property. Greed takes over. Satan takes over. So I go and I say, you know what? Corey's daughter, I saw her doing witchcraft. She was praying over there in the bushes to Beelzebub or something. She's doing, you know, Santeria stuff and cutting the heads off chickens and spreading the blood everywhere. And they, and and guess what? This whole mob from church. Well, we got to fix that. We got to cleanse the sin. And all these people that are in church today do the same thing. You walk into church with a couple earrings. You might be a lesbian. You might be gay. You might be a transgender. You might be something. You walk into church today and you are made to feel like vile crap. Yeah. You're not wanted. I'm not wanted. I'm not wanted. You get a prostitute that walks up, walks in. It might be the, she might be craving Christ. And she walks in and all she's got on is a miniskirt and she drops down at the front pew and her boobs are kind of showing out and her butt dress flows up and you kind of see her rear end and all these, she can't be here, she doesn't belong here, blah, blah, and they run her out of town, okay? <laughs> well, I, I know this because I speak from experience. When I accepted Christ, I was an evil, vile person that didn't know anything about God and I wanted to know about God. I didn't want to know about who I just accepted I was still the vile evil creature I ever was so when I got out when he freed me from that jail cell and freed me of those charges which he did in three days uh-huh. okay I walk I had I felt it was time I'd become not a hypocrite so I threw on the best clothes I had which at that time it was a John Travolta style Saturday Night Fever disco <laughs> staying alive, right, staying alive yeah. staying, and I walked into this church this Baptist church and I walked in this deacon looks at me and he, or elder whatever he was he looks at me and he goes what are you doing here and I go I'm here to learn about God I didn't know what else to answer him yeah. and he says no you're not you're here to pick up on our innocent young ladies. You just get out of here right now. 
<laughs> and I want that sounds welcoming, right? And I want to, I, and and I see this same attitude in churches that have cliques and hangouts and groups and all this stuff where they hang out together and they won't let anybody else in. If you're not in their clique, you don't, you're not accepted. Okay, you look different than them. You act different than them. You're not accepted. Yes, nuclear. He had a leisure suit on. <laughs> I had a leisure suit on. That's right. I, I was I was stepping lively, as they say. I had to, I didn't have them high, them them uh, shoes with the fish in them. You know, the goldfish in the bottom. But I had some. What do they call those shoes, Corey? You all music and everything. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is that at this time, these people in this church. Jumped down there, grabbed Corey's daughter, and they said, she's, she's a witch. And, and he's telling Corey, he says, look, you just sign over your land. And I'll say it was a mistake. It wasn't your daughter. It was this other one, and she's no longer around town. Corey's going to sign over his property, right, Corey? Of course. They, Corey doesn't sign over his property. They kill his daughter. Next thing you know, they tell Corey, hey, we're taking your wife. She's a witch. She must, that's where your daughter got her from. And they can, one way or the other, they're getting Corey's land. And so having a trial, a lot of innocent people were drowned. It became very ugly. So much that protests started. And the Puritan religion fell. Okay? So, uh, and I don't know if you knew this, Jack. I know I didn't. But uh, Nuclear says the witch trial is stopped when... The governor's wife got accused. Land grab for Whoa, sure. Wow. See? I didn't know that. The Holy Spirit works in wondrous ways. Okay? Uh-huh. So so it was used for evil. And 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 over time, now we're to the point to where everybody wants to be Harry Potter. Everybody wants to be a witch. Everybody yeah. wants to have superpowers. It's cool. it's cool. They made it cool. Everybody wants to be X-Men. They want to have some kind of super... No longer is it good or right in the public's eye to just be a man or a woman the way God designed us. They want to be superhuman. Or they, want, they, want to be, they want to have superpowers. They want to be magical. They want to be able to part seas. They want to be able to swim underwater. Now they're talking about altering DNA and designing DNA so that if a soldier loses an arm, he can grow back like a lizard. All they got to do is join lizard DNA to it. Yeah. Okay, a reptile. Okay. Yeah. So they're super doing, soldiers. If super you will. soldiers. You yeah. So they're 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 we went from kill them immediately to now they're popular and everybody right. wants to be like them. Just like Making movies you, about them. you two are into sports real big. Yeah. I use this analogy with Corey today. You two are into sports really big. Uh, my next door neighbor was a Browns fan. I mean, uh, uh, right. was he Raiders or was he no Dallas or uh, no, no, no. I, I want to say you're the Browns fan. Yes, I'm the Browns fan. He was some other nutty team too, <laughs> like you. Oh, okay. Bears. Bears. That's, That's it. Right. The Bears. I don't know anything about this stuff, yeah, but, but everybody, <laughs> uh, all these people in the sports, you know, they got their favorite team. Yes. Yes. Okay. And so they wear jerseys and they wear hats and they look like they're going to a sports game at, at Walmart. Okay. <laughs> and, and, but, but, and that does, that's not, that, and, and that's okay. But now we got kids wearing Harry Potter robes and and all kinds of stuff and walking and playing with I got you no zap no I did a this magic on you and they're reading the bibles of magic and spells and everything else and they're learning incantations and it's popular 
or they're dressing like Spider-Man and hoping that they can climb walls like a spider and shoot spider webs and be super strong. Okay. Oh, my son loves Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. It's no longer they've made it popular to be anything that the being human as God designed us is boring or not enough. Yeah. Okay. We now they're entering mechanical parts into us android type stuff okay and they want to put implants in our brains okay they, they just can't leave it alone they just can't leave it alone <laughs> i just saw an ad for uh, somebody who's they're trying to find a home for this dog that's been you know at the pound or whatever that they rescued and 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 in the ad it said all this stuff about the dog and it says and has already been chipped Huh. With a with a uh, yes, with a what they call what they call it the GPS chip. Yeah. Okay, so you go to the adoption agency to get a get a, a child to adopt a child. Is that going to one day be in their advertisement? Hey, and they're chipped. We chipped them for you already. Thanks. Right <laughs> now we now we hear that the the money is uh, is evil. So the Biden administration put out a bill today or yesterday. Uh, to get through Congress, outlaw uh, making digital money the currency for America. Okay. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. it just had uh, just read it uh, uh, earlier today. My wife sent it to me. Um, the other one, guys, and this is more scary on Halloween than anything. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other one is this: in Boston, you're gonna love this. We all just went through what I call the COVID scare. Yes. And it's all kind of died down now, hasn't it? Yes, you you got some Democrats claiming victory over it, that they ended it, okay? They were part of ending it. Well, Boston has a laboratory. And in this laboratory, they're bragging. You can search it online. Don't take my word for it. They're bragging. Fauci's the one that pushed them to do it. They now have escalated COVID, increased its power and it's now killing where it was killing seven percent of the mice that were white mice that were infected with it laboratory mice that were infected with it, is killing seven percent they have hit a award-winning record of 80 percent what yes so let me ask you a question this virus escaped from a top security laboratory in Wuhan and traveled the entire world and and you know guys you all seen the movies you know they, these things have uh, systems in them that are closed air systems so they can suck the oxygen out in a heartbeat and remove the oxygen like a vacuum yeah okay they can they have others that send sterilizing stuff into it to to stop any contaminants or germs from spreading they have flame they can ignite the room on a heart, on a moment's notice to burn anything that, that to crisp right they have when you go into one of these places you got to walk through a tunnel basically and be fully clothed in this stuff be sprayed go to another thing where you put your stuff on that is like a space suit Okay, then before you can ever enter the room, and then when you go in the room, these things are in cases with these little glove things you stick your hand in and you you work on them within another confined space so that if it breaks and gets out of that confined space, it still has a backup confined space. 
But this little virus was so intelligent that it found a way of escaping and infected the entire world. But the one in Boston won't. Right. Why are they even fooling with it? See, that's Why would you go and try yeah. to increase it? Well, guess what? The, the deal is, from my understanding, I could be wrong. The deal is that they wanted to see, get the kill rate up so that they could create a, a vaccine that deals with the higher power kill rate. So it's more effective on the lower kill rate stuff. An ultimate uh, vaccine. Hmm. Okay. Wow. So anyway, there's your, there's your Halloween story. The scary part, right? Okay. So now we have the witches part. We we've covered that. There's another one you asked. Um, It was the walking dead, the walking dead. And we covered that, right? Okay. If you don't accept, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and savior, you are the walking dead. You, you, you think, but your brain, I, I, I got to go here because it's almost comical. I said, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you're a zombie, what do they tell you zombies want? Zombies want to, to, they, uh, they want to kill you and eat your brain. Okay. I go, isn't it funny that now we're dis doing disinformation? <laughs> That so isn't that eating up your brain? They want to put the wrong thoughts in. The 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 prophets of Satan are going to give powers to deceive. Isn't that eating your brains in a in a uh, yeah parallel type thing? They're not physically consuming it, but they're altering your brain with with reprogramming. Okay, right. They got the, the, the they've they've taken and split the whole world up into environmentalist into all these different categories so no one in the world will ever combat them again right okay and hate them off or whatever right and the bible says in the last days that 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 the entire family will be divided have you ever seen families divided as much as they are now on you know whether they politics politics everything support abortion don't support abortion uh uh, believe in uh, five-year-olds that who can't choose what burger they like can choose what sex they are. Okay, yeah. it's getting crazy and out of hand. That's that that's manipulation of the brain. That's eating your brain. Okay, consuming your brain, and it's consuming it with different information. Right. Okay. There, there was another one, a good one uh, that you asked me. Um, you got something, Tim? While we well, think? yeah. While you guys think about that, I got a spooky story by our own Johnny McMahon. He uh, he uh, sent me over a story, so let's hear that, and then we'll take a break, and we'll come back with uh, Corey, and we'll. In fact, you have some stories that we would like to hear, and uh, right here on Let's Get Jacked Up. Hey, it's Johnny Iron, host of the Iron Show owner fringe radio network.com uh, I have a scary story for Halloween uh, happened to me when I was a teenager um, my friend Ron Rico I grew up with uh, down the street Ronnie Ronnie Odin uh, he was a bad boy and you know we were all bad kids it was the 70s so I'm gonna say this is probably late 1978 so I'm I'm 16. And I lived in the basement. Uh, I had a big, huge bedroom. 
in the basement at my parents' house. And, uh, and I was the only one that lived in the basement. I was downstairs in my room. And, uh, nobody came down, ever came down there. But, uh, so my friends, uh, went, uh, Mikey and Ronnie, Ron Rico, they, um, were, took a bunch of LSD and they decided to go party all night at a graveyard. And so they show up about four in the morning because you could come in through the sliding glass door to get into the back of my house and then c come into my bedroom. So they walked into my bedroom about 4 a.m. and woke me up. And they're just ripped on acid. Their eyes are like saucers. And uh, they go, Ron Rico goes, I got something for you. I found a rose off a grave. I'm like, dude, don't, don't bring stuff like that into my room. He goes, no, it's beautiful. Look, it's a rose from a grave. I go, dude, are you on high? Are you high? He goes, oh, yeah, we've been doing acid all night, man. Because I brought you this rose from this grave. I'm like, whatever, dude. Anyway, finally they left. And the next night, that rose was still sitting there because I had forgotten about it. Anyway, the next night is when this scary thing happened. I had a, I had a bottle cap opener. And in order so that it wouldn't get lost, I had it on a long piece of leather from the very top of the wall nailed in and it hung all the way to the floor so it's like an eight foot long piece of leather strap that held this you know that hung this bottle cap opener that way you could grab the bottle cap opener and walk around the room and open beers or whatever uh and then when you let it go it would just fall against the wall anyway i woke up at about three in the morning and this i heard this shoo 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 and I, I turned on the lights and this bottle cap opener was swinging on its leather strap all the way from one end to the other. It would swing in a full arc from the ceiling all the way down along the wall, along the floor, and then back up to the other ceiling like a pendulum swinging back and forth. And it wouldn't, it wasn't slowing down. And finally I jumped up and I grabbed it <laughs> and I threw it down and it stopped. So that's, that's my scary story for Halloween. True story, happened, uh, I don't know, would have been the winter of 78, so. All right, it's Johnny from the Fringe Radio Network. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on this same Fringe Radio Network. That's FringeRadioNetwork.com. We'll be right back after these spookified messages. <laughs> you are listening to Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network at Fringe Radio Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. 
Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course, at fringeradionetwork.com. Make no mistake, he must be stopped. Hello, I am Fringe Dracula. <laughs> if you like Let's Get Jacked Up, then you may also like some of the other shows on the Fringe. <laughs> Check out the shows like Spirit Wars with Michael Basham, Joyous Heresy Theory with Basil Rosewater, Iron Show with Johnny McMahon, A View from the Bunker with Derek Gilbert, Getting understanding and eyes wide open with Leonard Olivares. <laughs> Spiritual encounters with Casper the Cloud. Conspiranormal podcast. Bigfoot terror in the woods. <laughs> Biscuit reviews with flaky layers. Oh yes, Canary Cry Radio and Canary Cry News Talk with Basil and Gons. Ooh, Brothers of the Serpent. And so much more on this network. FringeRadioNetwork.com That is FringeRadioNetwork.com Check it out today before I, Fringe Dracula, find you and suck your blood. It's Halloween season, and scary is fun, or at least it's presented as fun. But for me, fear's not a fun emotion. I'd prefer to be done with it altogether, thank you very much. So what about the fear of the Lord in the Bible? Hi, this is Chips Ross, and I serve Jesus as pastor of Westwood Baptist Church in Fresno, California. The fear of the Lord is a very important thought in the Bible. You can especially read about it in Proverbs, but it is found in many places. So what is this fear of the Lord? How would you define it? Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Job 28.28 adds that to fear the Lord is to depart from evil. Proverbs 8.13 echoes this in saying that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogance. But the fear of the Lord isn't always negative. Psalm 147.11 says that the Lord favors those who fear Him. Isaiah 33.6 says the fear of the Lord is His treasure. The fear of the Lord has benefits, too. Proverbs 19.23 says it leads to life and satisfied sleep. That sounds good to me. Proverbs 14.26 and 27 teaches that the fear of the Lord leads to confidence, safety, and life. And finally, Acts 9.31 says that the fear of the Lord with the comfort of the Holy Spirit leads to spiritual growth. Now, you might be waiting for me to sum it all up. I won't. Not because I can't, but because I've learned that the fear of the Lord is something each person has to understand. I can't give you a definition. I can give you food for thought, which is hopefully what I've done. But I will leave you with this one last hint. The fear of the Lord is all about your relationship to the God who created you. Think about who He is, what you have done, and how you stand before Him. Him. 
from the creators of Let's Get Jacked Up Podcast and the film Wake Up comes a new movie you will never forget. You might know Jack Blankenship from the podcast or from his YouTube channel or from websites like forproofofgod.com and letsgetjackedup.com but you have never seen Jack Blankenship quite like this in the new film Jack Blankenship The Lost College Years a suspenseful movie you will want to forget but you may not be able to Idle Minds cause a lot of mischief John Peters from the Holy Stone says It was a good story but that man Jack just kept talking and talking and talking I was starting to think he was the only one in the movie. Children all over America are saying, It was so scary to me. Roger Ebert's long-distance cousin Joseph Ebert is saying, I didn't know what I was watching, but I couldn't stop watching it. Amy from Sheeple Magazine says, The young college Jack was so handsome that I wished I had met him in college. He was a handsome chatterbox. Now here's a scene where Jack is getting a ride from his professor to college. And Jack decides to insult him right in the truck. I have something I want to say. This is the same lie. This is the same technique used over and over by Satan with environmentalism. This is the same lie about being success, uh, that, that your whole world is around success on planet Earth. Don't talk to me like that, Jack. Um. Jack Blankenship, The Lost College Years. Don't miss it. This film has not been rated because it does not exist, although it should. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. Are you afraid? Don't be afraid. There's no reason to be afraid. It's only a podcast. Welcome back to the show. Let's get jacked up. And I tell you what, I want to see that movie, Jack. The Lost College Years. That'd they be would nice. be lost because I didn't go to college. <laughs> <laughs> that was that alternative life. You know, they say that the, 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 the scientists, what's really crazy, Tim? Yeah. If nothing's spooky, this should be spooky. <laughs> yes. Okay. The Bible talks about there's multiple dimensions. It talks about the three heavens and different things like that. But it talks about the angels can see us as clear as day. But we can't see them, so it's like we we have blinders on that they're sitting in the same rooms with us and things like that. They're in the same cars we drive down the road. 
Yeah. That's kind of spooky a little bit if you think about somebody with you all the time, watching you all the time, right? Right. 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 Well, um, you, when you when you look at uh, you think about that, and then you think, okay, well, I went to the bathroom. And Corey was gone today to Porta Pie for like an hour. Okay, really? uh, I don't know what he was doing in there, but man, <laughs> he walked out and he was like waving his arms. Don't go in there. Well, don't know, go in there. Kicks in, you know. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of coffee do you drink, man? I mean, but wow. The lost college years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know you think that that's very funny. It's a great movie. That it's it never going to be a great movie that never existed. <laughs> and, and because I didn't go to college, yeah. it would be real hard for us to make that movie. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I'm willing to You're give willing it to a try. try. Yeah, yeah as long as I don't have to go to college. <laughs> you know, we might have to cast you though. Uh, recast uh, maybe somebody play you. So oh. You Somebody, I mean, how are you going to find somebody that good looking? You know, but <laughs> they're out there. Yeah. So uh, back into the, you know, Pastor Chips got in my <laughs> groove here. Okay, today when I was with uh, um, Corey, Corey, <laughs> Corey asked me some questions and they real pointed questions about stuff that is kind of controversial. And Corey asked me about. What'd you ask me about, Corey? The uh, laws coming in and like the death, like the death penalty. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Corey wanted to know if I believed in the death penalty, and I said absolutely. I believe in it absolutely, and here's the reason why. Because it, it, the when crime when you commit a crime, the old saying is you better be ready to do the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. If more people had the fear that of the of what their actions may gain them, as far as penalized, uh, the harder the sentence is, the 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 least it's going to be done. And one of the proofs of this is in like Saudi like Saudi Arabia. You know, if you're a thief in 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 the Middle East. Uh, according to Islam law, if you steal something and you are caught, they cut your hand off. Yeah. So guess how much shoplifting they have there? <laughs> Very little. Very little. <laughs> okay. Um, if you if you if you rape someone, they put you to death in the public square. You better not get caught. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I'm saying is that 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 you know some of the people that listeners know that I was once a um, a spiritual advisor or inmate prison advisor uh, for a serial killer by the name of Rex Krebs. And that was my first introduction to a live demon. Mm-hmm. Okay? Very scary situation. And there's, this, there's a thing called the 60-second rule in life. And that is that um, most inmates, you hear them all the time, guys. They say, oh, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. And they, 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 they claim the entire time they're found guilty, they were there, they got them on video, they, they got DNA proof, but they swear they were never there. They didn't commit the rape, they didn't commit the murder, but yet all the evidence says they did. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a, there's what's called the 60-second rule. 
And there's many inmates that will tell you in 60 seconds, their entire world changed. Now we can talk about something very scary on Halloween, and that is demon possession. Yep. Have you seen The Exorcist? Yes. Yeah, and boy. and yeah. if you are not, if you do not have the Holy Spirit within you, and that glowing protection, as I like to call it, it's a shielding against a demon. Demons come in many shapes, and, and uh, what's his name? The Fallen. There's a movie by Denzel Washington called The Fallen. Yes, very good movie. Right, and and these this demon in the movie bounced if it, by touch. Okay, so if he could, you could be walking down the street and somebody just barely touch your arm, and all of a sudden this demon takes over, and you don't even know you got it in you because it doesn't let you remember anything you did. Right. Mm-hmm. But then there's those people that the demons choose to let see what they're doing, but they have no power to stop what they're doing. And I never knew anything about demons until I dealt with Rex Krebs. Okay. <laughs> you learn real quick. Real quick. And, and, uh, and where I'm going with this, guys, is that there are monsters out there. There's real scary things out there. And, there's there's old sayings you don't go into a dark alley in the middle of a city because evil lurks in the shadows of dark alleys and it'll pull you in it'll take you out right okay so people with intelligence just don't make the choice to walk down dark alleys well the same thing is dabbling in in the occult dabbling in black magic allowing these demons to have an access to you which is part of what happens when you go into using palm readers, mediums, drugs, you open a door. How many people got drunk and ended up killing somebody or, or killing someone they love or getting in an auto wreck? I mean, I, I honestly was convinced by, the, by my demons at one point that I rode my motorcycle better stoned than, than not stoned. I rode better under in, under the influence than not under the influence. Well, I wonder then if, if you were actually driving or something else was. Well, and that's what I was going to say, Tim, uh-huh. is, is here's where the ghosts get scary. Yeah. Is I remember many times, not a few times, many times, that I was so stoned and so drunk that I didn't remember traveling to wherever I went, wherever I ended up. And I didn't remember walking in the doors. And we all see the, the stories of it. You see it in um, uh, bachelor movies, things like that, where they bachelor party movies. Yeah. Where they, they don't know, they, they, did, they don't remember what went on in the party last night. Right. Okay. And we got, little, we got young girls being, you know, gang banged and, and, and taken advantage of once they get tipsy and drunk or whatever and they have nothing they have no memory of it so they can't accuse anybody and they end up pregnant okay and so he asked me the question is if I believe in the death penalty and I said yes I believe in ultimate punishment and I believe that because the Bible has ultimate punishment right okay we are considered in the Bible dead spiritually dead and people say well what's spiritual and what's real okay they think this is reality 
Um, I'm going to go. You play video games, right, Corey? Yes, I do. Okay. We know we have another friend of ours, Eddie, that plays video games all the time. Yeah. Corey, when you're playing video games, I, I joke with you about the video games. <laughs> but I, and, uh, but let me ask you a question. When you're playing video games, you said something to me that, that, that you're not out blowing money. You're consumed by it, right? Right. Okay. So Corey's mind is held by this video game because it's designed in a way to keep him interacting with it. You just got to get to the next thing. You got to get the it's next addicting, thing. Very addicting. It's very addicting. It's a, I call it electronic drug. Okay. And what happens in here is they can reprogram you. They can retrain you. In order to get to the next level, you might have to kill a thousand creatures. What is now your view on death? Huh. How many thousands of creatures do you kill in a fake world that your subconscious actually sees as real? How many people do we have out there that you see, guys, uh, walking around with a brick short? <laughs> okay? <laughs> the, the, the elevator didn't go quite all the way to the top. Okay? <laughs> Well, I remember when we were working in in oh yes in Bakersfield. We were working on the railroad tracks. With, I can't mention the train train system that we're with, but we're working on the railroad tracks and making sure people didn't get hit by any equipment or anything like that. And every day there was this lady who would stand out there and she'd have a clipboard and she and 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 she'd she'd sit there and she would. Count ra- count railroad ties on the tracks, and she'd go and look one way, count them, look the other way, and count them. And I'd walk up to her because it's my job to get her off the tracks yeah, so they could right. do their work. Right? She's she's in harm's way. Right. So the foreman asked me to if I could get her off the tracks, and I said, "Yeah, give me a second, I'll get her off the tracks." So I went up to her and I said, "So what? What'd your count come up to?" And she goes. Oh, there! You guys are really moving today. It's looking really good. I, when I turn in my report, you'll—it'll all be in the report. <laughs> and I go, I go. How many railroad ties was there? She goes, Well, on this side, there's 32 that I believe need to be replaced. But you know the little pins. She's talking about the spikes. Oh yes. The little pins. There's 19 that are raised up. And they're going to pull out sooner or later. So, you know, for safety's sake, we need to pull those out and put the put some new ones back in. Ah. She, in her brain, she believed that she was part of the system inspecting the railroad tracks. What, did she do that for a living before? No, no. no she was just nuts. She, uh. was, she was just <laughs> living in a fantasy world. And we have hospitals all over America that are filled with people that that live in a different atmosphere well wait wait wait. i'm I'm interested how did you get her off the tracks i just asked her if she could show me what she had come up with and i and i said but can we stand over here uh, in the shade oh you let her off the track i let her off the tracks to to have the discussion with her her story and she told her story and i shook her hand and i said hey would you like a soda and she said a cold beverage would be good at this time. Yes, I would take a cold beverage. <laughs> Maybe the train track on higher. And so I walked. So I walked her. I walked her down to the corner, and there's a little store in the corner. And I walked her down the corner. I took her in. And I got her a soda. 
And the old guy looks at me and goes, you know what? You're the first person that's ever got her off those tracks without her throwing a fit. Wow. Yeah, and it's, I said... It's the way you approached her? It's the way I approached her. I approached her with love and care and understanding. And that's how we have to reach people for Christ, okay? We have to reach them understanding that they they can't fix themselves, okay? I couldn't fix myself. If I waited on myself to fix myself, I'd still be... I'd be killing people right now, okay? <laughs> you know, we talk about Halloween... And we talk about evil people. Well, Tim, I asked you once and I'll ask you again. If in my brain, without Christ, I dreamed of being an assassin and I always wanted to elevate myself to a high-ranking assassin. And God saved me before I killed anybody. I mean, I hurt a lot of people. And... And God saved me before I caused any more pain, any more hurt, or killed anybody, or a hundred people. How many people did he actually save? I don't know. And how many people for every year of my life that I wasn't killed or incarcerated did he save? I've been with him 44 years. And I never, ever wished to become the vile creature that I was before I knew him. Mm. And there are people that still want to debate with me and want to argue with me that Jesus Christ is not real. Heaven is not real. And I have had a life of experiences where God has intervened. You know, Tim, guys, if you're walking through the woods and you see deer tracks, a hunter sees deer tracks. Is that a, is that proof that there have been deer there? Yes. Okay. If if the hunter turns a corner and goes through on a riverbed and he sees bunny tracks going to the water, does that tell that hunter that there's bunnies there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he well, yeah. he he's he's looking for the home of the bunny and the deer so he knows where to set up when he's hunting. Yeah. So guess what he's looking for now? He's looking for more proof that these creatures weren't just passing through, that they actually live within the vicinity. So he's looking for some place where they drop their waste. He's looking for scat, okay? And when he finds a scat and he knows what scat goes with what creature, then he, 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 is, he knows it's there and he knows he's close to their, their home, okay? He knows by the signs he knows by what he sees. He hasn't seen the rabbit. He hasn't seen the deer. But he knows by what he's seen from them, the effects of them. The smashed grass shaped like a footprint, their footprint in the sand. He's seen the effects of them and knows that they are real and knows that they are there. In my lifetime, I've seen Christ's hand on my life so much that there is no one on the planet that could prove that he does not exist, that he is not in power, because I've just seen too much to know that he's not. Guess what? As an evil guy, let me ask you a question. When the Catholic priest walks down in the ghetto lands in his fancy robes, or the nuns do, are they ever beaten or accosted by the gang members or the hoodlums 
or the crazies or the homeless? No. Because evil recognizes God. Evil knows the Almighty. They don't worship Him. They're on the other side of the coin. But they know who is in power. Mm-hmm. And here's the deal, guys. When say when when Job was traveling when when before in the story of Job, Satan was traveling through heaven with a couple angels. There's quite a picture right there, guys. <laughs> Two good angels <laughs> cruising through heaven with Satan. Yeah. And they weren't just cruising anywhere in heaven. They says they cruised before the th- in front of the throne of God. This is the heaven of the heavens, right? I mean, they're right there. And God spoke to him and he said, "Hey, what you been up to?" Like they're friends. Right. And he's hanging out with two angels. By the way, what you been up to? God asking that? Come <laughs> right. on. He knows God. exactly what he's been up right. to. Right, but he's going to let Satan try and lie to him, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. And and Satan says, "Oh, I've been going here to there, blah blah blah." <laughs> and God says, "Have you considered considered my servant Job?" To hassle. To hassle. <laughs> Did God just allow? He gave a per- permission for permission. S- right. Not only that, he suggested it. Right. <laughs> so now it says in the last days, are you ready for this? It says in the last days that the that the Satan will release his prophets on the planet and they will go out to they will have given given powers to do signs and wonders to deceive as many as they can. They will even try to deceive God's elect. The only ones that will not be deceived, guys, are the ones that have God dwelling within them, the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. If you have the Holy Spirit, you are alive. You are a new creation. You are a creation that they can't enter. So if there's a spooky thing, the boogeyman, the boogeyman's already out there. And if you don't know God... At any moment, a demon can take over and handle and do whatever they want with you, and you have no power, no defense against them. Exactly. And by the way, this is a very good point, and Jack, you could attest to this too. This is from Nuclear Knucklehead. He says, I've had a couple of witches in Oregon that met me and asked me to to leave because I had an aura of the Christ. Yes. You know, so he's a born-again Christian too. So... The Holy Spirit is within them, and these witches were offended. No, knows this, right? They were offended by it. their and spirit. I remember that this happened to you. Yes, and we were on the street. I forgot what work we were working several but, times. Yeah, and this and this person got close to you and then backed off because she, I think it was a woman, felt that uh, you were. She felt the presence of right somebody inside well, you. Well, the the one that steps stands out at me the most is the one that where people come up to me and ask me to pray for them all the time. I'm blown away. People ask me to pray. I had a a, a worker from another company. I almost said the name of the company. <laughs> I had a worker from another company ask me to pray for his wife because she was dying of cancer. Okay, and I said, well, you know, you can pray for her. And he said, no, he says, you're really close to God. He said, he said, I believe that if you pray for her, everything will be fine. 
And I said, you know, dude, God, God's only thing I can pray in earnesty for anyone and everyone, even my own children, is that God's will prevail, that God's will be done. I don't have to pray for her to be healed. I don't have to pray for, I didn't tell him this. I said, I can pray for God's will to be done. And he said, thank you. And for the next three months, he was like, treating me like I was his best friend. Mm. Okay. And then she died. Mm. And he became very angry and cold and literally yes, started, remember the situation. And started plotting against me. And he, he had a hate for you then. He had a hate for yeah. me. Okay. Well, guess what? We were a couple years later after he'd gotten through this event in his life, we were up in the mountains working and he showed up. He lives up there. And he talked to me like I like he'd never hated me or never disliked me. He had no memory of ever being mean to me. Wow. Yeah. And he stopped and talked to me while I was out there working. Huh. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that part. Right. Yeah. And then did he recognize you? Yeah, he did. Oh, he stopped. He goes, Jack, he goes, Hey, how you been doing? Blah, like he know like he th- there was never anything between us. Negative. And I'm not going to push him away. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, the other one, Tim, is when I was I was at a swap meet in Florida and I was selling I forget what I was selling there. And um oh no, no, no. I I had a coupon book and I was handing out coupon books to people. And I had a booth, cost me like ten bucks for this booth, right? But you had to be there for morning night. So I took three hundred or four hundred coupon books in and I was just handing them out because it was for all the local businesses. And I thought, what a way to get them out. I just go to the, there and three or four hundred people walk by and I dump three or four hundred coupon books to them. My customers will be very happy. <laughs> right? So I went there and I set it up the booth and I put the coupon books out there. And people from the church that I attended one here and there all stopped by and said hi, blah, blah. And about and we're supposed to be there at seven in the morning. And about oh eight o'clock, this guy comes in and starts beating on the fence. This Islamic guy. Oh, oh yes, yeah. This. And and he starts beating on the gate, and so they let him in because he had been there several times before. And he just he told him, "I just showed up late. I got to get in. I got to get my booth set up." Well, his booth was only like four tables from the gate, and so they let him in, and it was right next to mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> And Maybe this is the story. And and he was putting and he and he pulled out all of his uh phone cases that he was belt, you know, for holding phones on your belt and stuff and covering your phone cases. He pulled them out, he laid them all out there, and he looked at me and he just like hissed at me and got real evil look on his face, hatred look. And he said and 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 I said, "Hi, how you doing? My name is Jack Plankship." He says, "You stay on your side." You don't come near me. You stay over there. I don't. Ha- you're e- you're evil. And I don't want anything to do with you. You just stay over there. Well, I wasn't the one growling at him. I was befriending him. <laughs> okay, and so I realized what the deal was. He he recognized that I was a Christian, and it was bothering him. Right. So 
I just kept trying being who I am. I figured I might if I'm going to put a hot pitchfork in there, I might as well <laughs> shove it all the way over there and tap him on the shoulder a few times, right? So I I keep talking to him and he's getting madder and madder and madder and he's starting to chew on you know get mad at me so much he's saying you get over there you stay away from me you stay on your side over there you stay on that half of your thing and I'll stay over here but don't you come near me blah 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 and I go excuse me sir I just met you I don't even really know your name I go but I would like to get to know you. And he said, and, and he said, you don't need to know me. You just stay over there. I don't like you and I don't want you near me and blah, 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 blah. And just, and I go, I go, well, I go, I'm sorry you feel that way. I, you know, um, so the nicer you were, the, the meaner he, he got. Yeah. And so I just kept getting nicer and nicer, right? I go, would you like, you know, I kept kill asking, would you, would you, yeah, kill him with kindness. Would you like a soda? Would you like this? I don't drink your stuff. You just keep your stuff. And he just got meaner and meaner and meaner. <laughs> so what happened was finally he got so mad that he that he just grabbed all of his stuff and put it in the cases and started walking away from his booth. And the guy says, dude, you can't leave until 3.30. And it's only 1 o'clock. You, when you sign here, you can't leave. You The gates are closed. And for the safety of the public walking around here, you can't be just walking out. Yeah, yeah. He, and he goes, I'm leaving now, and you're not going to stop me. And so he throws his stuff down on the table, and he walks, marches off, and he leaves. Did, I, did he pack his stuff up? Yeah, it's, but it's in, a, in these plastic bins right oh, now. Okay. And it's sitting with his table. And so he knew nobody's going to steal from him, evidently. Right? I mean, I could just walked over and grabbed them all, and he would never know where they went. He could accuse me all day long, and but yeah. I wasn't dishonest. And so something in him knew that, that I, that I wasn't going to let anything happen to his stuff, right? About 10 minutes later, he comes driving up to the fence in his car, the gates, and he's honking his horn, just laying on his horn and flashing his light and screaming at people. Wow. Yeah. And so they, they, they go, he's revving his engine and pushing on the gate with his bumper, and so they, to, to calm everything down, they let him in. He goes over, grabs his stuff, puts it, and they're, they're telling him, dude, you're never coming back. You're never selling here, blah, blah, blah. And he leaves. He makes a big old scene about leaving. They close the thing on him, the gates behind him. And the, na- the, the people on the other side of me, they're, they're just sitting back watching all this. And she goes, you're a Christian. And I go, actually, I don't even like that term. She goes, you don't want to be called Christian? I said, I, I prefer the term born again or twice born. I said, because I'm a whole Christian. I don't believe in Pentecostalism. I don't believe in Bab- Baptist methods or Lutheran or any of these others. I believe in what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit teaches me in the Bible about God and about his ways. And I said, and I don't want to buy into any one denominational doctrine because then your view is slanted by that doctrine. And I said, so I consider myself just a born-again Christian. I can go to church anywhere. I can worship God with all of God's family. And there's no, no problem. I can do outreach for any church in town knowing that they're going to hear the word of God because right. the, God, the word of God will not return void. Right. So it doesn't matter if they hear it from Jimmy Swaggart who got busted in a, you know, prostitution den four times in his ministry career. 
It doesn't matter if they hear it from Joel Osteen or or uh, Charles Stanley or Chuck Swindoll. It doesn't matter who they hear it from. It's God's word, and it will not return void. Okay? So I have to have faith in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is what convicts man. Yes. So it's not Chuck Swindoll. It's not Charles Stanley. It's not Benny Hinn. It's the Holy Spirit. Right. And so if you if you believe in God and you believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, then you believe that the Holy Spirit is what empowers. The Holy Spirit is what convicts. And it said, Jesus said he'd give us a comforter. And it's through the Holy Spirit that we are healed. Okay? It's with the Holy Spirit that you become born again. And I said, so I'm just a, I'm just a twice-born human. And she goes, wow. She goes, well, no matter what you call yourself, he's a Muslim. Uh. And he didn't want anything. He hates all Christians and didn't want anything to do with you. She goes, and that's why he left when he left. She goes, he could feel your spirit. Wow. That's something. Right. And guys, is a, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on God. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm bragging spirit. on God. And so, and so, Corey, kind of divert into this. I would like you for you, if you wouldn't mind, telling the the Kearney Park story because I want to get Jack's view on this. Okay. So Kearney was, Park was that a rock a rock show or no, something? You know no. Kearney Park right here, right Fresno. Here in Fresno. Yeah, Kearney Boulevard. You know. Well, it all goes back to my mom and her brothers. The story goes that Kearney Park buried his money. Under one of the palm trees. There's, what, about 100 palm trees? More than that, probably. Down his driveway. And a so, lot of palm trees. Okay, yes, well, we're going the there tomorrow with shovels. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story back then. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, way back then when, you know, mom was growing up. So my mom and her brothers were driving. And oldest brother, Uncle Simon, was driving. And saw, they said, you know, everyone... The circles where um, they've seen him before. You know, they've seen his ghost out there in the dark. Because you know, mm-hmm. it's out there in the country, you know. So when you're driving through Uncle Boulevard, sometimes he's crossing the road. Well, so it happens to be this incident happened across the road. My Uncle Simon slammed on the brakes. Mm-hmm. Scared out of his mind because he, know, you know, he saw something. Slammed on the brakes, stopped the brakes, you know, stopped the car. And just turn around, and everybody's scared because they they saw it too. Looked around, no one around. You know, look behind the car. Okay, nothing's around behind the car. We didn't hit nothing, but they saw it. So that just being said, that it's always been, you know, as my mom explains the story, even like you could see the fear in her eyes, like she remembers it. And it's always been in the family story, like you know, it was super scary that day. Well, you know, and 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 I'm going to say, not being there, that it was probably real, um, guys. Uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, or some say the Holy Ghost. Okay, mm-hmm. it comes within us and dwells within us. What would you call an unholy ghost, a demon? Mm-hmm. But the term ghost or spirit still runs. Okay. And 
I've I've watched ghost hunters and all kinds of stuff, and it just leads me to believe that just like on the movie Fallen, where the demons in the movie Fallen they don't want Denz, they don't want anybody to see them or recognize their activities. And when you can recognize their activities or see them, then they try and take you out, kill you, destroy your life because you've seen them. Right. You recognize them. And I think that there's the, the, you know, if you go back in time to the fall, the Bible says, woe to the earth and the inhabitants of the earth. For Satan and his demons have been cast down to you. <clears throat> right. So they, they, they want to do evil. They want to uh, uh, appear as evil. And part of this appearing as evil, the Bible talks about the watchers. Mm-hmm. And the watchers, it says that, that they chose to fall from their first estate as watchers and they took as many as women began to multiply on the earth they took as many of them for wives as they could as they desired and that their children were the men of renown and um and giants and so this is a half eternal being or you know it's got limited time on it but their 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 sons were like demigods. And throughout history, what have we noticed? In Rome, Egypt, there are all kinds of gods. Right. Right? Little G. Mm-hmm. Little G's. And if you are, if, if, Corey, if you just got cast out from heaven because you want to be like God and have peace like Satan, also Lucifer, and you want people to worship you, as God, when you start having children with women, do you want them to worship God Almighty or you? Right. <laughs> right? Right. Correct. Okay. So, if you think of that the demons are there to corrupt, deceive, and do harm, you can understand why people are afraid of the movies like Ghostbusters. <laughs> You can you can you can understand why spirits, you know maybe a maybe a uh, the the apparition looks like a little old librarian, <laughs> like on Ghostbusters. On Ghostbusters, <laughs> and she's never left the library. Well, maybe that's the haunt of the demon, and the look that the demon chooses to possess, maybe of the person that they last possessed. See now. And you were saying you also have a relative. We won't mention who, but you have a relative that currently lives in a haunted house. Awesome. See? Awesome. See, I love that because they can swarm around me and haunt me all they want. And it, uh, I, I'll go in and cast them out. I don't care. I'll empty that house out, man. I'll go in there and I'll grab my oil and I'll just lay, lay havoc to them. I'll say, hey, in the name of Jesus Christ, yeah, you must flee from this. <laughs> Excuse me. 
And uh, just as cry, just as uh, they might, they might leave as soon as Jack steps in. Steps. No, and and you know the, the 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 there's a I know a couple pig farms, and the Bible talks about like demons being cast into the mm-hmm. pigs and the swine, and they ran off and killed themselves in the ocean. Yes, they- well, these are fenced in; they can't go nowhere, and they gonna live until they're slaughtered. Yeah. Okay, and then they'll be released. But. Uh, but no, I, since I've encountered so many of these spirits now, and I've and I've blessed and 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 cast out many homes worth of them, and blessed many homes, um, I don't, I have no fear of it anymore. And because they can take my life, and I die a martyr, I what does it matter to me if if I'm killed by a police officer? falsely accused of something like Christ was. I'm killed by the government like Christ was. Or I'm killed by a gang member who's robbing a bank and he needs a hostage, so I volunteer myself. The greatest honor that I can achieve in this lifetime is the salvation of Christ. The second greatest honor I can do, the Bible says to raise a don't don't save up your treasures on earth where moth and mice can come in and destroy and men can steal. Mm-hmm. It says, but save it up in heaven where nothing can harm it. Okay. So, so what does that mean? Uh, well, I think my wife jokes around. She says, you know, you're going to be living in some mansion. I'm going to be cleaning toilets. Okay. <laughs> and I go, no, no, honey. The Bible also says that a wife can be sanctified through the faith of her husband. And that always gets Christians on the uproar. They're like, what? Yeah. What? Um, but no, uh, I, I believe that, that um, the Bible even says it, that some, of, uh, some Christians will be judges in the thousand-year reign. Okay? So every, every, every angel in heaven that's ever mentioned had a job, had duties. Do we think that we're not going to have duties? <laughs> well, I probably... What are you going to do for 80 million years? <laughs> I would like to be something in audio, but I might be a janitor. <laughs> well, no, there's all kinds of choirs and stuff up there, right? And, and uh, so, <laughs> no, I think that you're going to have the best sound system you ever thought of having, Tim. I hope so. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, I think that the gifts that we have on Earth are reflection of the gifts that we're going to be... Uh, that are going to be exalted or expanded in heaven. Supersized, if you will. Supersized, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if you're a concert pianist right now, why would God make you a ditch digger up there? Right. Okay. And uh, so I think that uh, the greatest, the second greatest honor I can do now since I've accepted Jesus Christ, the next one is to die a martyr. In not only defense of somebody that I love, but the Bible says to pray for your enemies. So by defending my enemy and saving their life, that would be a really good honor. Mm-hmm. So, and it says, and I'm going to go somewhere with you okay. now, since because we got to get into a Bible verse here somewhere. All right, all right. Well, you have the Bible open. And yeah, I, I've been trying you've been to referencing. No, you haven't. <laughs> okay. Uh. Okay, I, I just got told by Johnny McMahon that uh, his last show was really good because I didn't talk that much. 
Wow. Okay. And uh, so uh, I had to throw that out there, Johnny. Um, anyway, so it says here in Romans, uh, what's the eighth chapter, uh, verse... Verse 36, it says, As it is written, For the sake we face death all day long, we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. It doesn't say we're supposed to defend ourselves. It doesn't say we're supposed to look for the wolf coming in the packs. It doesn't say that we're supposed to, to, to not hand ourselves over to the government. See, when I watch the movies that the, 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 the creator of God's Not Dead, when I started watching the, this gentleman's movies, he got me, got me in the last days thinking that we needed to be defenders of freedom and liberty and all this stuff. And it, it dawned on me that I was, I was deceived. Survival. What is survival? Survival means that we're going to protect this body. We're going to protect this life. And now I don't want any life extension surgeries whatsoever. I have a DNR. Do not resuscitate order. Oh, boy. Because when God calls me home, I'm going. I ain't saying, uh, you know, oh, God, uh, could you just wait a little bit? Maybe the buses ain't coming back. Okay. <laughs> When when he's ready to take me, I'm ready to go. Okay, yeah. and if and and I'd like to go as a martyr, cut my head off. Well, but, you might see that here in the near future, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you've been reading the same books I have. Um, oh, what, by the way, guys, a book is this thing that's bound and it has pages in it, made out of paper, and it has words printed on it. Some of them are red. Some of them are in red. That's a that, that might he might be talking about the the the. The Quran, no. Um, oh, <laughs> the, it, but the Bible has uh, uh, lots of words in it. But you got to open the Bible to read it. And if your Bible looks like mine, it's covered everywhere with colors and pin marks and stuff. And I don't know what I did did it for. So you know, there's so many thoughts in there, and the Bible is living word. Yeah. And I know it's living word because once it gets in my head, it just continues to travel and makes me explore more. I call it the ultimate video game, guys. Oh, because the well, there we go. Right, I call it the ultimate video game because once you get into it, you you have to master it. You have to continue on in it. Okay, it's consuming you, and then and, and it's and it's pulling you in if you let it. Okay, and the Holy Spirit will take these words and they'll come out and they'll enter into your heart and they'll enter into your mind and the Holy Spirit will clarify them. Okay, but here's the deal, guys. Everybody talks about my Bible says this, my Bible says that. that, right? And I, 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 I only do the King James version. <laughs> I, I do the original King James version because that's what God spoke. Okay, <laughs> I heard, I've heard everything, guys. I've heard the NIV doesn't have all the Bible verses in it. I've heard the Wycliffe where it was the original Bible that came to America didn't have any of the Bible verses, didn't have any chapter numbers and all that stuff. Basically, all chapter numbers and Bible verses are is mapping. Right. Okay. It's like a filing system. Okay. So when you hear somebody talking about, 
Well, if you take Romans 6 and you add it with 14 from Genesis 5 and they start putting these books, that tells me that that points a direct arrow to uh, uh, Ecclesiastes 9. And Ecclesiastes 9, if you add that by four, divided by 14, it means this, okay? Well, how can that be, guys, when the first Bible had no numbers in it? No Bible verses. No chapter numbers. Okay? So when I hear this numerology stuff, I just like, oh. Because Paul said if there's a, if you're preaching a gospel different than the gospel that I'm preaching, different than the gospel that I've learned, it's false doctrine. Woohoo. Okay? Yeah. And so we're listening to a lot of stuff. But what I'm trying to tell you is no matter what your pastor preaches, if it's got the God, word of God in it, it's good. Right. It will not return void. God brought me, I said he, I prayed for a pillar, and God brought me a Southern Baptist minister father-in-law. I didn't know the man was a preacher. I didn't know that he was a, a Baptist. I didn't know if he was Pentecostal. I didn't know the guy from Adam. I asked his daughter to marry me without ever meeting the guy. <laughs> okay. And when we got married, he became like a dad to me. He became the pillar in God that I never had. And you he, needed that. And God knew you needed that. And God knew I needed that. And guess what? My mother-in-law was another pillar. I woke up one morning to go to work at 4 in the morning, and she was at the table reading her Bible when nobody else was awake. And it taught me to do morning study and morning prayer. It taught me that a little bit of quiet allows you to focus before all the confusion of the world comes in and takes your mind off of what you got, what the Holy Spirit wants to teach you. I got friends of mine, Corey. I'm not mentioning names. I mean, uh, they're uh, big into music, Tim. Oh. And, and, they, and they got music cranking all the time. And now God can use music. But guys, when you turn it off and you're in that quiet time, then God doesn't have to scream so loud. He can whisper and you're still going to hear it. Okay? And so I was I was bouncing through here for something to finish the show on. Yeah. And I came up with uh, Romans chapter 8. Yeah, guys, I like the whole Bible. Genesis is my favorite section. Uh, but I like the whole Bible, and I love the New Testament. And Genesis 8, uh, verse... Um, Verse 13, it says, um, For if the live, lie, if, if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. Yep. But if by the Spirit, doesn't say by your own stuff, doesn't say your own choice, you have to choose, but it's, it's not all you. It says, But by the Spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of, of the body you will live because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God remember you have two fathers the father the no you 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 serve one of two fathers you serve Satan or you serve God there's no other choice you will serve one of those two so if you're not serving God what you're doing is serving the other remember that I said that God returns tenfold. But then people, here's what I say. People would say to me, 
well, that's I have free will, so no one's influencing me. Oh yeah, if they don't have the Holy Spirit, they're definitely being influenced. Okay, yeah, they, don't they just don't know way. it. They don't see right. it. But that's the blinders that the Holy that the that the evil spirit puts over you. Okay, and it says, uh, and it says, uh, led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again. To fear, fear is the big the, in sales. They te, they you if you search this guys, check it out. If you're a salesperson, it's a known fact that that more people will make a decision because of urgency and fear quicker than they will for if you explain the benefits of something. Fear gets them moving. Desperation gets them buying. Mm. And guess what the process is for for right now with the whole environmental thing? Fear. Fear. Yeah, because they want us to go to electric, so they're shutting down our possibilities. They want us to take the COVID vaccine, so they shut down all other options. Yep. Okay. The, 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 the concept is destroy... Then there's nothing to make them comfortable, and they will move quicker from fear of loss or fear of inconvenience. Where the other side was saying, okay, we want energy independence too, but we want everybody to be comfortable until we until we advance enough to have energy independence, and one day we will be there. But the one that wants to move quicker is the one that says, look, let's destroy everything now and build back yeah. better. Did I say that out loud? Okay. Anyway, it says here, it says, the spirit, and, and it goes on, it says, um, for you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. So when you're out there on Halloween night having fun, collecting all that candy, enjoy yourself. If you know the Lord. If you don't, watch out for the demons. But you receive the spirit of sonship. Wow, what a word, sonship. <laughs> that means family, right? And by him we cry, Abba, or Father. And then verse 16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. So if you don't have the Holy Spirit within you, you are not alive. And that's what the Muslims saw in you. Right. It testified. Yeah. And that's why he was ticked off. The Holy Spirit isn't isn't something that I have special myself. Every Christian that is born again has the Holy Spirit within them. And this is what makes people that don't have the Holy Spirit uncomfortable. Because the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts. And people don't yeah. like being convicted. See, and it, So it wasn't you personally. No. It was who was within you. Yes. It wasn't me at all. Right. Okay. I was being nice. <laughs> okay. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Mm-hmm. Know what I read you before? It says, if we share in his sufferings. It says down here in that other verse I read, it says, for you, your sake, we face death all day long. We consider we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
If there's a Halloween message in this today, guys, it's that you can't let fear stop you from giving, from trying to reach people for God. The Bible says when they ask God, what should we pray for? He said, pray for harvesters because the harvest is plentiful. It says, don't play for for farm workers or planters because the the crop was built generations before you. You didn't work it. It wasn't from you. It was coal, it was started and raised and fertilized generations before you. We need harvesters. The harvest is plentiful. We just need harvesters. So now we're at a church age or as I call the end of the church age. And Christians are popping up everywhere, born-again Christians. And harvest is taking place because we're not letting the religion keep us from doing the work because we're not pastors. We're not ordained ministers. Some of us are song music directors, but <laughs> Tim, but we're not letting the church we're not having to have a title. What the Holy Spirit does for us. Exactly. Or with us. Or with us. Yeah. We're kingdom builders and not just church builders. And most churches say, well, did you invite them to church? <laughs> no. My first question is, do you know the Lord is your Savior? Right. When I go to churches, Tim, they go, what church do you go to? And I learned from a missionary a long time ago that this is a qualifying out, not a qualifying in. They're not asking you what denomination you serve in, what church you go to, so that they go, oh, that's a good church. No, no they're doing it so they can say, oh, we, we shouldn't listen to him. He's from that four-square right. church. Right. It's a qualifying out, okay? Mm-hmm. And But guess what? This is par for the course, guys. We're going to be beat up in churches. We're going to be beat up verbally, physically, everything, everywhere we go. Because we're sheep led for the slaughter. We are designed to suffer as Christ suffered. And guys, I can never suffer as much as my Lord suffered. No matter how much pain I feel on earth, I can't suffer as much as He suffered. Okay? And it says uh, uh, a little bit further down in verse 37, it says, No, in all thing, these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am convinced that the that neither death nor life neither angels nor demons what are we talking about tonight yeah nor neither angels nor demons neither the present nor the future nor any powers what is the last days the the satan's going to release his his uh prophets onto the planet and they're going to be given powers to deceive Signs and wonders. And it says, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation. Now, it's funny. Prophecy. It's funny that says neither height nor depth. Now, guys, we are having a problem getting to Mars. We're having Uh. a problem leaving planet Earth because we're dependent on water, air, and food, right? Mm -hmm. and, And the journey's so far away that... We don't have a spaceship that can put this much food on there, this much water on there, this stuff to sustain life. So neither height. So the next one is neither death. 
depth. We have not reached and we have no machine yet that can take a human being to the bottom deepest parts of the ocean. They're un, 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 uh, unexplored. And Isn't that amazing that this is in, in this Bible verse? And every time they try to do something, it gets rusted or explodes or something. It, it can't handle the pressure. Exactly. Yeah. Neither height nor depth. Isn't that... This was put in the Word yeah. 2,000 years ago. And here we are at the end of time. And it's and it's relevant. Okay? That proves it's living Word. Now it says, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So guys, when you accept Christ, what did the word just tell you? You can't undo it. There's nothing you can undo. I don't care how much you think you can undo. If Christ has done it, if it's done, you can't undo it. You, you yes. So you ne- if you undo it, you never were. Oh. It's not backslidden. It's ain't got up. Good point. It ain't the, the devil made me do it. Because if you're born again, the devil ain't supposed to be able to make you do it. You know, then you know yourself made you do it. So That's right. And then you can repeat. Here's the other one to people. The scary part for Halloween, guys is that before you accept Christ, you can ask Christ for forgiveness because some of that stuff might have you the devil might have made you do it. Mm-hmm. The demons might have made you do it. After you accept Christ and you have the Holy Spirit in front of you, inside you, the devil can't make you do nothing no more. If you deceived, you chose to be deceived. So Jack, let's say somebody's listening in this today tonight and uh to to wrap this up what do they have to do to get that Holy Spirit? What do they have to do to know that they are going to heaven with Jesus Christ when they pass on? Well, that's that's a really good question. You got people walking the aisles. Corey and I were joking about this a little bit. You know, the guys, there's people that go to, to bowling clubs, motorcycle clubs, tennis clubs, soccer clubs, and they like the atmosphere, so they join. And the join, if you join the Boy Scouts or you join something, you got to swear an oath. In this club, you, you, you stand up, you walk down, and you say, I accept. And you become a member of the church, or you become a member, supposedly, of the family of God. You might have done it because there's some hot-looking chick in the third row that you wanted to get to know. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and she ain't gonna talk to you, Corey, until you one of the one of the regular members. Well, what do you got to do then? Right? <laughs> are you a player? Are you a player? Right? This is just another field to play in. And so the, these people walk the church, walk the aisle, or it, it gets better, Tim. They even say, "Nah," so that we don't embarrass anybody. Um, if you want somebody to pray with you in the back room so you ain't got to be embarrassed by coming forward for God, uh, just raise your hand while every knee, every head is bowed. Oh, I see ya. I see ya. Oh, yeah, I got you too. Uh, brother, sister, could you go over and tap that girl on the shoulder right there and take her to the back room? Okay. 
<laughs> yes, I have many of those. Yeah, right. Okay, and, and so so we've even we've even made it to where you don't even have to let in front of the the people in the church. You don't got to go make make a public proclamation until you've already went to the back. And and the whole concept is is they want to make sure that you understand the message, what you're doing, so they talk you through it, right? They tell you all the means. Guys, is this any different than a translator, a translator at the DMV who's translating all the documents and the tests are in English and they're transmitting somebody in German and because nobody understands what they're saying, instead of trying to translate the test, they're just telling them answer uh, it's it's A. Oh. Just check A right there wow. and check B on the next one and check C on the next one and they're getting their license, right? Mm-hmm. Is this any different? Okay. Okay, you want to be a member of the club? Well, you got to come out with 10% on your tithe and 20% of 10 in offering. So it's a and business. It's a business. And if you, and you know, and by the way, we got a store over here with t-shirts and hats and candles and Bibles and just about anything you need to proclaim God out to the public, wherever you go. And by the way, Corey, uh, I don't, if you didn't know this, Jesus frowns upon that so much that because of the, there's a story in the Bible where um, these guys were doing this in the temple or the chapel there. I don't know what you call it back then. That's good. Temple, tabernacle. Tabernacle, thank you. And the money changers. So these guys were selling stuff in the tabernacle. And Jesus said, no. And he flipped over a table. Right. Well, see, the, back at that time, they had to give, they, have, they, they took a live animal and they gave it for offering. And instead of, instead of bringing care from, I mean, Mary and Joseph for the census traveled three months to get there. Yeah. In order to get there, they figured, okay, well, we didn't, they didn't go to church every Sunday like we do. They didn't go to church every Wednesday night when the window doors <laughs> is open. They went to church once every three months or at the end of harvest season, maybe twice a year, because that's when they had money to give, to do, to, to, to give for my, to, to, give an offering to cleanse their sins okay and uh, even in the bible when abraham is going to told by god to to execute isaac he takes him to an altar in the mountains that's where he goes and prays it wasn't at a church wow okay and people don't understand this um that that you didn't go congregating wasn't congregating then like it is now okay and uh but uh but we also didn't have a million church buildings. They had one tabernacle in California, okay? <laughs> and, and and so uh we have one now in California. We just don't know it. Um but <laughs> anyway, so long story short, they uh they traveled a long ways and so instead of carrying livestock with them or trying to keep livestock fed, watered, all that cared for to get there, they would buy it doves sheep whatever the priest told them they had to get for their offering depending on how bad their sins was and so they would go in and buy two doves three doves whatever it was how whatever level of atonement they wanted in other words well if you want to be fully forgiven we need a pure white lamb okay we haven't had one of them for dinner in a long time. Okay, if you if you want somewhat, then you know go get a couple of doves and bring them over, and we'll chop the heads off the doves, and and, and you know you'll be you'll be forgiven till January. Okay, oh. 
uh, it, it, it's pay for play. Okay. Right. <laughs> and so what was happening was these, they were taking, they were, they were taking their money and the money changers as they, you know, supply and demand guys, they see a closed market. So you got a closed market. People got to buy from you to get their sins offered. They ain't got no choice. The priests are telling them you got to do this. They believe the priest. Guess what? I only got 50 lambs. There's 400 people out there. I think today's price went up 80%. Mm-hmm. And that's why they were called money changers. They changed the money for the offering. Okay? And they were making good profit doing it. And Jesus saw this going on. And he says, this is not a business. This is my father's house. And he got angry. By the way, guys, God got angry. A, a, a righteous anger. A righteous anger. Not losing his temper like for nothing. Yeah. Right. But I want to go here. It says in another Bible verse that God wept. It says when, when before he destroyed man in the flood, it says that he, got, he, reli- he repented in one translation of his of making man mm. he he regretted making man in another translation so god regretted god wept it's another place that says god rejoiced so guys this is an emotional god Let's go back to a verse that says, He made us in His image. Yep. There you go. So, but anyway. Getting back to the question. Anyway, the churches, uh, the the money, the, these churches, there's a lot of churches out there that are doing corporate business. They're doing yeah. real good business. What, what, but that doesn't mean that somebody can't accept Christ right. in these churches. Right. Okay. But you got to, it's a, it's a choice. It's getting harder and harder to accept Christ because they get you involved in a club and you start oh, buying into ideas. You got, you got every, something going on every night, right? You well, know? not only that, but you're buying into the the the, the debating. And somebody said the, a good question by a non-Christian was, "Well, wait a minute, which church do I go to?" One of the guys that we used to work with, Dathan, asked me that. He said, "What church should I go to?" And I said. Whichever one's preaching the truth. But see, but then if he doesn't know what the truth is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I said, so go wherever's close to your house. Enjoy and make sure that you're in prayer and meditation, the Holy Spirit. Make sure you're reading your Bible. Okay. Um, because here's the deal, guys. When you accept Christ, it is a, it says the, the Holy Spirit convicts you. Now, guys, if there's no repentance of sin, if your heart doesn't feel bad because and wanting cleansed of the sin nature that's in you, if you don't feel, if you can't imagine Christ on the cross dying and put you in tears, then, 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 then you feel this inside. And you ask him from your heart, not your brain. The Bible says the brain is continually evil. Doesn't say it ever stops. It says it's continually evil. Okay? 
But in in your if you reach from inside your being, your heart, and you say, Lord, I need you in my life. I'm a sinful creature. I can't name every sin I've done because I don't even know all of them I've done. But I've made these decisions. I own it. And I'm asking you to forgive me from the bottom of my heart. I liken it to guys, if you've ever been, been in a relationship with somebody and you made a mistake and you truly want them to forgive you and it's killing you that, they, that, that, that you're afraid they won't, that's the right state of mind. Because then it shows that you truly do understand the love of God. But if you're just spouting out words, or you're walking through the Romans road from the Bible, and you just repeating the word, repeat after me, and they, and you just repeating the words, is that anywhere different than walking the aisle on graduation day at your high school? No. Yeah. So it has to come from the heart. It has to be honest. And it, and it has to be one-on-one with the only true living God. There is no other. Yeah, there's 2,000 religions plus out there, guys. Somebody asked me, which one's the right one? And I'm telling you right now which one's the right one. All the rest were started by, by people wanting to be praised by God, like God, wanting to take God's spot. And what does it say Lucifer, Satan's ultimate goal is? It's to sit on the God's throne in Jerusalem in his tabernacle and have people worshiping him, him yeah. on God's throne in place of God. Would, would, the, would the goals of any other fallen angel be different? No. Well, let's. Uh, I'm gonna have a word of prayer, and then we'll we'll say see you later. Lord, thank you for this time we had together, this uh, Halloween special. And yes, there's scary things out there, but uh, the fear of the Lord is the most important. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you that uh, Corey got to come tonight and and listen and share some things. And uh, thank you for for the heart of wanting to uh, know. Well, who you are and what you're about. And uh, just thank you for the listeners. And we thank you for Brother Jack and, and the knowledge you've uh, given him. And uh, just thank you for all you have done for us. We ask that if anybody out there does not know you as Savior, that they, that they believe in you tonight. We just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Folks, we... Uh, Instead of our regular Jack Hammer song that we end with, I'm going to play you a single that I have out just in time for Halloween. It is called Deceived. And you can get this on iTunes, Apple Music, uh, I don't know whether it's or Google Play. Is this another Spotify? Song? Yes. Excellent. Excellent. This is a very creepy song, and I wrote it as if I was Satan myself. So that that's the <laughs> it's called deceived and it's kind of rowdy. So Ooh. I don't know. Anyways, God bless you guys. We'll see you next Thursday, Lord willing. Bye.
and have a good night. Happy Halloween, everybody. I always like hearing that.
Buy and download Project Parish new song, Desi Eve, on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your digital music from today. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.